Good evening, it is the Rangers AF podcast and if you don't know what that is, we don't blame you because it's been a while since the last one, I think the last one was on the 18th of October or some mental shit like that, but you know, we change the frequency, much like we change a lineup. Uh, speaking of which, joining me tonight, I've got none other than Wasp who has joined us from his cavern, how are you doing Wasp? Hi, I'm good mate, how's things? Hi, lovely, thank you mate, thanks Thanks for asking, I don't know if you know but I got discharged from physio yesterday. Aye, you failed to mention that. I will. I thought I'd leave it as a wee surprise for you, mate. You know what I mean? And and it's no for uh, you know violations of um, exercises or anything like that. You know what I mean? It's not a dishonourable discharge. It's uh, with flying colours. You know, pass the test. <laughs> if the colours are that flying, can we see a double double back flick flack? Um, coming soon. Coming soon. That's I just lose my camera there. Right? I just lose the camera. I see right. that. that was you, then, man. Double black. <laughs> Anyway, uh, joining us tonight is also the legend that is Stuart Weir. Good evening, Stuart. Good evening, everyone. Good chat, right? Cool. So uh, <laughs> we'll move, move into, we'll move. Let's I thought I thought I heard somebody there. I thought I thought I heard somebody talking to me there. But it was it was a way through there. That's okay. Sorry, I do apologise. I thought it goes to the machines. Is that is that is that long? I thought John Logie Beard had come back to haunt us or something. Like that. Is that long? Or Alexander Graham Bell? Uh, you know it could well be a cyber attack shoot, but you know I didn't want to scare yeah. you. Um, so let's uh, let's let's jump straight into uh, the. Well, I was going to say the trauma that was the weekend, but it wasn't that bad, I suppose, because we did win in the end. But Livingston versus uh, Rangers, which was obviously Scottish Premier League uh, on the the gracious um, plastic pitch that is Almondville, um, Saturday the 18th of February at uh, 1500 hours. Uh, Rangers ran away 3-0 winners, of course, with two goals from uh, the, the illustrious captain James Tavernier, one from Kamar Roof. And a game that actually felt like we were never going to score from open play. <laughs> it was one, one of the ones. Uh, Rangers obviously make that 13, winning, th- th- 13 wins in 14 under Michael Beale, which is which is a pretty decent uh, record um, at this moment in time, um, as, uh, as, as, as flat as it mostly was. But what was your... In, in fact, before I come to you for... For thoughts, I'll just tell you what the lineup was. It was um, Alan McGregor and goals, Tav Goldson, Davies, Barisic, Kamara, Raskin, Sakala, Cantwell, Kent, and uh, Morelos. And there was a few substitutions during the game. I won't go through them all, but one most notable was uh, debutant Bailey Rice on the 88th minute, who came on for Ryan Kent. He is 16 years old and the youngest player to ever play in a league match for Rangers. Um, and obviously just played the previous night on Scotland's 7-0 thumping over Switzerland as well. Um, and he apparently came through the Motherwell Academy um, and can play at the base of midfield. Because I know you like to know the position, see? Likes to play at the base of midfield and he can also play across the defensive line, much like uh, Mr. Sands. Um, and I would liken him probably to Rodri, or Rodders as I like to call him, um, of Man City. Um, so it was good to see that as well. But what was your thoughts on the game? Last um, aye, it was <laughs> no going to lie, mate. Eh? <laughs> Once we scored, it was just uh, it was like right a lot of possession. We've, we seem to get a lot under Bill, and then it was just right. We need to kill this off. Why are we not killing this off? We've still no killed this off. Oh no, <laughs> it's getting to that point, and then you know Tav does what he done earlier in the season that the spaghetti had and. Aye, it ended up being comfortable more than it was, but um, aye, it was a good performance. I think um, a lot of the players afterwards said the weather actually helped on the pitch, which is, you know, it's a compliment to that dreadful, dreadful pitch. Aye, faces covered in wee bits of char- charcoal, you know what I mean? It's a it's a funny old game when that happens to your players, isn't it? Sure, what was your thoughts? I thought it was a... I, I thought it was a if you like, typical Rangers performance at Livingston. I think as soon as you see them running out for the warm-up, I, I think there's like apprehension and fear almost spreads through the team that, and I, and I, and I don't blame them. They, 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 they play on a, you know, a cross between a bowling green and a snooker table, you know, at home. Um, and they travel to, um, you know, like Livingston and suddenly they're confronted with, the cross between an old Eider down and a, a 
a sort of Axminster carpet. And you, you can see some of the guys that some of the guys that set about it as if they're out playing a game of fives with their pals doing the, the local soccer armor. But others, you can see there, there, there is real kind of trepidation. I'm not saying they're quite like Bambi on ice, but there's some of the guys I think are wary of planting their feet. And I think, you know, and I think psychologically Rangers Rangers do struggle there. I mean, I think most clubs, to be honest, I think most clubs, you know, if you get a goal ahead or a couple of goals ahead, then it's, you know, it's plain sailing. It's getting that goal ahead and holding on to it, I think is the, the, the difficult part. And I, and I think, you know, I think Rangers um, coped during the game rather than, you know, winning the game comfortably. I think it was a case of, Taking a step at a time, um, the goals will come if we keep possession. We don't necessarily want to be here and playing on this surface, but it's a kind of occupational hazard um, within the lights of the SPFL. Aye, and you know, I sort of liken that pitch as well to um, playing football in Neil Lennon's belly. Not that I've ever done it myself, but that's kind of what I imagine it must feel like. <laughs> but speaking of getting a goal and going ahead, Fashion Sakala was the first to break the deadlock on the 18th minute, um, which obviously then got ruled offside. And it wasn't just a wee bit offside, but he didn't day like wee bits offside. He does like 500 miles offside. You know, he's at the service. He's at fucking Lancaster. <laughs> he's way to Swindon. Um, is that something that's ever going to improve in his game? Do you think, Wasp, or do you think um, he's just going to show that tactical naivety and, and frustrate the hell out of everybody. I think he's just that fast, mate. He just can't be onside, you know. He's that fast he can catch pigeons. He's just you know what I mean? He's just it's so annoying, eh? Because I had this, um, it, it was an inside joke with Jeep that I had Sakala to score any time for the, like the last five weeks and it's just yep. been binned. I don't condone betting. But it's, it's, it's just so annoying when like all the hard work's done by Morelos, and you just he just needs to be smart with his movements. He's just you don't care what you're going to get with Sakala. It could be top draw finishes. It could be like out the park. It could uh, could be anything. Yeah, you don't care with celebrations either. Eh? It's brilliant, but I uh, he just it's I, I just feel he's so frustrating. But ugh, that's Sakala. Eh? That's I think I think I figured it out. I think I figured it out. Do you know what he's doing? He's stealing goals for the future. That's what he's doing. Because <laughs> he's that fast. He's going back to back to nineteen fifty five and stealing goals for the future. <laughs> Don't know how that works. No, but no. I but I mean like you say, you know, hopefully Yeah, yeah, I don't need a yeah, I don't need a DeLorean or a TARDIS. <laughs> or a combination of both, you know what I mean? Yeah, probably, I that, I would probably help out, yeah. A hybrid, I I had, a hybrid version. The, the, the Almac, yeah, I wish I had that, like, yeah, for the times where he actually <laughs> does score. But, uh, aye, aye, it's just frustrating, isn't he? But Bill said aye. that about him, he says that's our fashion, eh? you know? Raw. Raw is a <laughs> bad egg. Um, so, <laughs> then then comes the penalty, right? VAR review, which obviously, Davy Martindale wasn't he pleased about, says it was soft, right? But rules of the game, I'm afraid... Mr. Martindale, Morelos getting his shirt pulled. No, to to you know, to be fair, he wasn't he wasn't winning the ball. However, he should have had an opportunity to get up to try and win it. Do you know what I mean? And I think Penrice was obviously impeding him quite obviously. Um, and VAR obviously asked the referee to check, went over, uh, gave the penalty, which was which was legit in my honest opinion. Um, Tav steps up, bangs it into the bottom corner, um, which takes him to 50 penalty goals as well for the skipper, which is absolutely tremendous. Um, numbers are incredible. I know we say it a lot, but um, it is absolutely incredible for somebody at his position. But what was your, what was your thoughts on the incident and the goal thereafter? Anybody? I thought, I, I, well, I, 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 thought, I thought it was a penalty because, well, it was obvious it was a penalty because it was given Although that not, doesn't necessarily mean to say it's a penalty in Scottish football, does it? But it, you know, you're thinking as soon as, uh, even if it's debatable or doubtful, as soon as VAR takes a look at it, then you're 99% certain it's going to be a penalty. Therefore, there was enough. Even if you're not convinced yourself, that you have to sort of believe that there's enough in it 
for somebody somewhere to think that that's a penalty and then for the referee to give it. Um, you know, I'll, I, I will say you'll probably see um, other other similar incidents not given. Um, when it comes to kind of being slightly soft, I would say that was probably spread from the tub stuff. Do you know what I mean? It was it was kind of it, it, you know it was you know you were, it was always got to be palatable. Put it that way. But so, I, I just I think it was I, I think it was um, airing in the side of uh, being slightly soft. So what you're saying is, Stuart, is that, that you can't believe it's not a penalty, but it is. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, right. As I try to say, I couldn't believe, yeah. I couldn't believe it wasn't a penalty. But you know, <laughs> it, it, if it looks like if it looks like a penalty and it tastes like a penalty, it has to be margarine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, that's brilliant! Good to um, be back. It is good to be back. So obviously after that, there, there is another bit of VAR controversy, shall we say, where um, Ryan Kent goes down inside the box um, after a challenge by Livingston's Devlin. Um, but actually, as it turns out, they were upholding an earlier offside against Kent, which is why it was ruled out in the first place anyway. But there was an interesting debate actually in our pod group last winter whether or not it was a penalty. And I said I didn't think it was because as much as he's checking back inside, he loses control of the ball, in my opinion. But then, obviously, you've got Devlin who who crashes uh, <laughs> crashes into him uh, like a lorry on the M9. But what was your thoughts, Stuart, on that? Yeah, much, much the same as you've you've referenced there. I, I think that um, I mean, and all of these things, you know, and you look at the the incident in terms of VAR, but not only are you checking what VAR sees, you're then checking if there was another incident as in offside or whether there was somebody interfering with play or that kind of thing. So, I mean, there's so many decisions. And I don't just mean going back to Saturday there. In, in general, when you start looking at VAR, it's almost like the whoever's monitoring it is catching, like, thinking, oh, well, I never saw that. Maybe, is that before the incident? And, they, and they, they shuffle it back and forward to see where the incident is. They're not quite sure whether the offside comes before he gets tripped or after he gets tripped. Do you know what I mean? And it, I, I, I think they're still... I'll give them the benefit of the doubt and say they might be still be learning on that front. But, you know, I, I, again, it's it's just going to add to the debate. And, you know, looking forward to a certain game this weekend... I'm actually quite fearful of what the fallout might be if mm. there is any kind of dodgy calls of which there's every possibility. Oh, very much oh. so. I was just thinking that I wonder if maybe like the live edit and the highlights at the same time. You know what I mean? Which is why they have to keep replaying <laughs> it. Doing an absolute person, aye. Doing an absolute person, but he did, he, he did years ago when it was, you know, way back in the early 90s, he did a, a, a kind of commentary for, for Eurosport and he knew he knew the score was, was like 1-0. Um, I think it was a game in France. So I think he knew that Marseille were going to beat um, Lyon or, or PSG 1-0. And of course, Archie was like given the commentary he didn't actually know when the goal was coming but he kept giving the commentary and that you know i can see Marseille are all over the, the, they're dominating it might you know you know it might appear as if they're being pushed back just now but i'm sure they'll come forward again at any moment and surprise this leon side and what happened was somebody unbelievably had actually cut the goal out and spliced it for a news bulletin <laughs> and then just join the tape together. So the whole game, and all of a sudden it popped up about the 92nd minute, 1-0 Marseille. But Archie, you know, full of incredulity. Well, I didn't see it. <laughs> and I'm sure, I'm sure none of the viewers saw it. You know, so that was uh, when I, when I was, um, you know, I'm always, I'm always thinking that when you're saying that there, I'm always thinking that there might be a, an element of, uh, you know, that somebody's actually sort of editing the game. You're, you're, you're spot on. As Liverpool go two nothing up, just to prove that it's live, um, it's, um, you know, just, <laughs> I didn't see the goal. <laughs> it was, um, but, but you know, it was, it was. Um, that really is live. Liverpool are two nothing up, but uh, you know, I, 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 listen, I think we're we're kind of stuck with the vagaries of VAR. We will be for a wee while yet. You know, I, I, yeah. I, I would like, I would like, just like, 
I'd like to see VR working or being improved as to how. <laughs> I've not heard a slurp like that since the Warzos appeared live in oh, stage. Oh, sorry, I thought it was away for the mic. No, 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 no. You're, 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 you're... <laughs> what happens when you drink out of a barbecue, oh, Stuart? No, uh... I don't know. But, 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 but it's. Um, you know, I, I would like to see them maybe trialling it that you, you you have them working on or trying to perfect the system they've got. But equally, I would like to see them maybe running a, a parallel trial, which may include officials and an ex-player, say. Because I, 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 I do think an ex-player would notice things and see things differently from what a referee sees it. You know, uh, a referee sees somebody losing their balance or losing control of the ball. I think a player um, would see that and you know that happening quicker than a, a a referee would. I think the referee's looking too much for the contact and maybe too much for um, full player, whatever it is. Whereas a, a an actual footballer would be able to tell you almost within a split second whether he still had control of the ball, whether it, whether he lost it. Or and whether the guy who impeded them actually meant it or not, or whether they just yeah. fell over the top of them. I, I I think they should really run a kind of trial on that to see if it actually improves the the package that they've got. That's a great idea, but obviously let's hope it's no Chris Sutton. That would be that would be detrimental. Stephen Craig and mate to the game as a whole <laughs> and him and him as well. Um, speaking of uh, interesting ex players, um, the next uh, incident in the game. So. Kamar Roof obviously made that instant impact when he came on. Uh, almost scored when he came on. He was unlucky, actually. Uh, effort just went wide. But I think, actually, the keeper got a touch to it, which they obviously didn't pick up on. Um, so it was a good save. But then he wins a free kick on the edge of the area, which results in a second yellow card to Stefan Omiunga. Um, and he gets sent off. Um, and I was watching the game on Rangers TV, and Gordon Smith, God love him, was saying, oh my God, they should have it so that VAR, you know, can go back and say, actually, ref, I don't think you should be given a second yellow for that. I think that's harsh. I think that's harsh. And then Rangers TV show the replay, which clearly shows Omiunga swiping his legs away, right? But that wasn't enough for Gordon Smith. Oh no, that's still, that's just still too soft. The referee should go back and have a look at that. But no, 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 he shouldn't, I'm afraid. I think uh, that was that was the correct call. Uh, and then obviously... From the resultant free kick, I mean, the very definition of postage stamp, come on. I mean, Tavs hit that sweetly into the top left hand. He couldn't get it further into the top left hand corner if he tried. It was a, one of the best free kicks I've seen for a, for a long time for him in particular. Um, and that was that was a fantastic moment in the match. But what was your, what was your thoughts on, on, on that moment, Wasp? Oh, it, was, it was terrific. Like you said, um, Roof came on, instant impact. He just, he just moves so well. Across the front three, he never just, you know, he's no like a Sakala who's a direct runner or try to take out wide. He's really clever with his movements. And I think that's what leads to the foul because he's that quick with his movement, he's wise. Yeah. And, you know, when Tav came up, like I'm pretty sure he scored down at that end of the spaghetti he had before because I remember correctly the plant room is in the corner there and it's a state and I just remember that because eh? it's what? a terrible stadium I, I've worked there and, uh, but he put it the opposite corner at the start of the season so he did I don't know if it was like a bit of mind games with the keeper like oh I'm going to day again I'm going to day again but I'm going this side and it was just it was just class it's what we needed at the time I just felt like you know, the longer it goes one now, you, you just the the fear creeps in and you're just like, you know, the way the weather is and just one stupid ball into our box, it could we could end up like losing two points. But Tav, he's he's just he's been such a great player for us and it's good that um him and Barisic are kinda contributing a bit more with the free kicks because they, they were on fire with their deliveries for a while and to see them actually hitting free kicks now it's it's been a while since we've actually kind of scored three free kicks eh? so it's good mm. to see that's happening well i i've wondered for for some time whether these stories of tavernier not being as fit as he should be because of various injuries and the likes um i i i, I do wonder again and and if you strike a, a, a free kick um I won't, I won't 
spoil it by getting into biomechanics, right? But no, but no, but you know, I've, I know enough, I know enough guys, especially in in uh, well, football, but also rugby. Um, but football guys that hit free kicks will tell you that even though it looks as if they just run up and they sort of caress the ball over the wall, and there's actually actually a lot going on when you plant your foot. And also the way the way you swing your 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 striking foot through it and the angle you need to get on your foot to actually generate the spin uh, you know and the dip on the ball is actually quite demanding. And I and I've wondered for a, a, a bit whether Tavernier with this mysterious kind of questionable injury that he might have had was actually giving it his all at free kicks. If it was straight onto the goal, then it would just go bang. But if it if it needed a bit of movement and a bit more sort of guile and a bit more placement, whether he actually felt he was up to it, then that the free kick on Saturday, that that was where the free kick was was ideally suited to to having a go at that. And the fact he had a go at that, I thought it was quite you know he was quite brave. Um, I, I would say that's probably that's probably one of the best free kicks he's actually struck. Be, for me, it'd be up there with the one. Remember the one at Dundee United when <laughs> it was like you had the the headlines being written. It's not possible for a man to hit a free kick from the oh he scored, and <laughs> that, that, you know that that one. I, I think it was as good a free kick as that. So I think it, you know, all in all, it was a, a fantastic delivery, great free kick. You know, I, I'm not I'm not, I'm not quite sure whether he, he sort of set or the, the goalkeeper was trying to second guess him. I think the goalkeeper could honestly be swinging from the crossbar, you know, a foot inside the post, and he still probably wouldn't have got it because it was no. it was that well placed. I mean, if if Tavernier had been standing on the six yard line and thrown the ball at the goals, he wouldn't get it any closer. So it just shows you what a great free kick it was. It was fantastic. Eh? Aye, absolutely stunning. That's and then <clears throat> finally in this match, um, Kamal Roof scores his. Uh, goal of the game, which is the third in the game from a, a Barisic's free kick. Whilst obviously you touched on him contributing a bit more there. Um, he gets his head on it first, doof, and then the keeper makes a save, and off the resultant uh, deflection, pops it into the top of the net from uh, the rebound. It was a uh, beautiful goal. Um, and it kind of it was nice. It was nice to get that goal from from open play because that's, uh, if we're honest, the only outlet it was likely going to come from. And hopefully, you know, he either starts or he gets a bit more time um, versus uh, Celtic at the weekend because I think he could be he could potentially be key um, in that match. Um, young Kamal Roof. I mean, the guy, the guy, he's talented. I, I mean, I found I found his time at Rangers hugely frustrating. Mm. Um, you know, he. It puts me in mind uh, of the, and I, I've maybe used this phrase, uh, this sort of phraseology somewhere else. He's like, I, I had a Dolomite sprint once, which were a, were, were a, was more than a match for any Ford Escort Mexico or Ford RS2000 that was kicking about at the time. But I, I, couldn't, get it the, I couldn't get it out of the garage because it was constantly broken down. And if you look back, if, if you actually go back to see what fans of other clubs uh, basically said about Roof. It was they reckoned that he only played one in four games that he was available for. Yeah. That, that was it. That was the feedback coming from uh, Belgium. That was a feedback coming from uh, Leeds United Leeds, supporters yeah. that, that, that he played about a quarter of the games when he was fit and on it. He was a, an, an unbelievable player. But one getting them fit and two getting them on it at the same time. It's sort of you know the planets that have never quite aligned. Um no. but I, I think you know I think you could you know if he if if you left uh Ibrooks in the summer you could still cut together his you know a, a top ten of goals that would you know any any striker of any generation at Ibrooks would have been delighted to see you know their name beside. I think he scored. You know some really good goals. Um, maybe not enough, but then again, that's maybe down to the appearances. But I think, I think again, the other thing I find is when he actually is introduced into the game, it's almost like the other Rangers players are not quite sure how to how to play with him. It's almost like it's it's such a rarity to see this guy actually be on the pitch alongside us. 
how do we and how do we involve him? Does he does he want it? Does he want balls clipped in the back of you know the fullbacks? Does he want ball you no know, balls played along the, the the edge of the box? Does he want them played into the box? Does he want to run onto it? Does he want it over the top? And I think it takes a wee while for for them to actually get a measure of of where he's going. Okay, they might they must do it in training, but I I still think at times it takes a a, a good wee while for them to actually either for him to get up to speed or for the rest of the team to get up to speed as, as to what he's about. Aye, and it's a bit like, um, you know, when, when you buy a new PC and like within a few months, like all the parts, you know, are basically superseded by newer versions and you can't buy the old ones anymore, but you still want your PC to be the, the top of the range. So you'll buy a new bit anyway and just like shoo it in and it'll work for a bit. But then obviously catastrophic failure um, and you have to buy a new PC so I guess it's it's, it's a bit like that Stuart is what you're aye. saying basically aye. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's a bit like it's a bit like getting this, this the, the you know state of the art bits for your car oh I mean it's fantastic I've stuck another turbocharger on it or a twin carburetor or something like that aye but you can't stop the bloody thing do you know what I mean beef, beef, the, beef the brakes up at the same time and I just wish you know I, I do like players like that I do like players um, who has that kind of contribution? I, I, listen, I'm not. I'm not going to compare like with like here. Or there are bits of him which reminds me. Remember when Trevor Francis? Soon as seen Trevor Francis, and Trevor Francis was a bit of a kind of bit part player. But every now and again, he would turn into you know a bit of magic, like the the the, the ball he put into the box against you know Kiev, and, yep. and soon as said you know he's the best striker of a dead ball we've got it. Um, eyebrows and you think to yourself, you know, really? But then you actually saw the guy, the guy play, and the guy really could play. He wasn't just soon as his pal. The guy, you know, was a, a a fantastic player, and even though it was like further on in his career, and I, I sometimes see kind of parallels with with Roof and what he contributes to that Rangers team. Okay, we're we're, we're not talking light with light. We're talking about an absolute, you know superstar and uh, a, a guy that we wrote the history books in terms of football but uh, you know I think he's, he, he makes the same kind of contributions to this particular Rangers team in much the same way as Trevor Francis did to uh, Soonis's side Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree and speaking of uh, players players P-L-E-R-S that's how you say it right I like that. players 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 <laughs> Uh, how uh, how do we feel about uh, Raskin? Obviously, uh, since he's since he's come in, he's he's lit shit up um, for want of a better term. Um, I mean, for you know, for me personally, I think in that game in particular, he shows off his you know his range of passing. Um, you know, he's regularly switching out to Tav and Barisic. He's aggressive in the challenge, red loose balls quicker than anybody else, and kind of won a few that he maybe didn't look like he was favourable for. Um, and I think um, in terms of if we look at how different he is, if we're comparing him to say Kamara, Jack, or Lundstrom, I would say that he turns quicker. He gets his head up quicker and he looks to play forward. He sees things that I think generally they wouldn't see. Like he sees, he formulates a big picture and then sees a bigger picture. You know, a bit like um, yeah. uh, Sakala. I think you're, I think you're, goes, goes I think you're comparing. Aye, I think you're comparing a motorboat there to some ocean-going liners that Rangers have in the midfield <laughs> like when, it comes so. to, when, it, when it comes to turning. You know what I mean? It's like they're they they're about past the uh, past Aaron before they can come back around and sweep back in again. You know. I, I mean, I said I'd said somewhere else, and you know, there was a bit of not quite disagreement. The folk were saying, "No, you can't say that." But well, actually, I can say it because I'm about to say it again. So like. again, I am not comparing. It's, it, this isn't a light for light comparison, but there were there were some some facets of his play that reminded me of Gascoigne. He mm. he has a, a bit of a move where when he's when he's aware of a presence of somebody going to challenge him. He steps across them, which blocks them. He's pretty strong, upper bodied as well. You know, he'll dig with his elbows and he'll, he'll use his shoulders and the likes to, to, to fend people off. And I, you know, I, I, I quite like that kind of aggressiveness without going overboard and hitting somebody with a forearm Jackie Palo smash, you know, and, and, and knocking them out. You know, you can get away with that. As long as he keeps his elbows down, he should be okay. But I, I thought he was quite robust and quite strong. And he buys him, and because he, he does take on the physical kind of challenge, and he's expecting the physical challenge, 
it does buy him a second. Because if he gets rid of the guy who's marking him, all of a sudden he's got a bit of time and space. Hence the reason why I think you saw him making making the passes as well that he could. Yeah, no, and I think as well he's 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 somebody that that is keen to keep the tempo high, and you can see that he understands how to do that as well, which I think has been lacking um, in some areas of the park recently. But what's what's your what's your thoughts, buddy? He's uh, like when you were talking about and describing him there, I just feel like he's really dynamic. Eh? Mm. He, he he's like you know there's a bit of urgency about him, like Stuart mentioned. He's he's got a he's got really good strength attributes. There was a picture for the the game. And it was one of Livingston's players, and they're, they're just like they dwarf him, but he's there, and it doesn't. It was something like it doesn't matter how how the size he like. I'm going to win this ball or something like that. It just shows his willingness. Like no, I'm I'm going to keep recycling the ball and play it forward, and that that's what we've missed. It's been too lackadaisical with Kamara, Lundstrom, Jack. Um, in certain areas, it's just been like we need somebody to write, I'm winning this ball back and we're playing it, or I'm going to break this up, we're under pressure. And the classic example, you'll probably back me up here, Snugs, was the Ross County game. The game was kind of going in that direction where we were just, you know, and then we were kind of losing it in the midfield. Ross County were getting tested, and he comes on and he just changes the mentality on the pitch. He's just like, right, I'm winning this ball, I'm taking this ball forward, I'm winning a free kick taking pressure off the team and it's 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 just brilliant to see and you know quick switches of play when he's in midfield it's he it, it looks like a, a really good player for us mate I agreed and um, you know it's clear that there's that there's still a bit of work for him to do as well I think there was a couple of moments where him and Tav were, were slightly out of sync but you know they're, they're both learning each other's games still and I think you know <clears throat> there's like another enthusiasm about him as well isn't there it's yeah. like yeah. I'm a new guy in a new team and I want to show you what I can do Whereas he's not like, oh, I'm a new guy and I need to find my feet. It's like, give us give us a ball here and I'll show you what I can do. And and that is kind of refreshing, as I, as I mentioned there. You know, no disrespect to the guys that have been holding up the, or showing up the Rangers midfield. But you can also see the kind of dynamism about him in terms of he actually looks a younger, fitter, keener player than the guys that Rangers have got. I mean, when you see him play, suddenly, you know, Arfield or Jack or Lundstrom actually look as if they're a wee bit kind of older. You know what I mean? Maybe maybe, maybe they, they, they think they don't need to run about as much, whereas he's, he's desperate to have that kind of impact on the game. And that that's him no played for three months, apparently, Stuart. Eh? Yeah, so, I know. You know, and it's like, you know, I think... Some of the midfielders, this competition for places, they really need to look at that and go, right, wait a minute, this guy's just came in the door here and he's he's looking good. Same with Cantwell, he's he's not played a lot of football recently and he, he's lighting up and you know he's he's a different player you're asking, but he's like he said um, in an interview, like I don't know where I'm getting branded lazy. Um and he's shown that as well, and same with Tillman, you know, he, he was getting branded lazy by the fans. And now he's, he's really hard working. So our midfield's actually taking it's in this nice transition period where we've got all these forward thinking players rather than the side to side we'll slow yeah, it down. And the and the and the, the, the kind of pecking order or the queue of guys that are looking to play in that midfield, you're now repositioning these people that you you know, you're now saying that I'll uh, you know I'll have him before I'll have him. He he's playing he's playing better than you know he is, and you're starting to pick and choose. I mean the the, the Tillman one, you know that 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 frustrates me. That it's like you bring a guy in from Bayern Munich, and you're still expecting him to run up and down as if I've just signed him from Shettleston. You know what I mean? It's it's like he's played he's played his his entire career, uh, you know, at a different pace and a different speed. Hence the reason why he's so technically good when he just, you know, and you see these flashes of, for want of a better description, genius at times. You know, I mean, the guy can play the game and, and slowly but surely, if he, if he lasts at Rangers long enough, because if, he, if, if Rangers don't want him, I'm, I'm sure that our team's right over Europe. Would, would, would take a, a, a yeah absolutely you know I I, I think you're, you're looking at him being a player that I'm not saying build your team around 
but he's a really important component part. And and I can see the same as, um, you know, Cantwell as well. I think when he gets up to match match speed and fitness and the likes, he's he, he will. I think he will frustrate people. But again, it's knowing that that's the type of player he is. When he does get a chance, he's he's not going to expend all his his energy and just by buzzing about and then have to get take off after 55 minutes because his tongue's hanging out. We've seen too many players like that, you know, over the over the years. He, he maybe does pace himself and maybe, you know, and, and therefore would last longer in, in a game sense. And and again, you know, without decrying Scottish football too much, he's actually played at a higher level as well in the past <clears throat> three, four, five seasons than, than anybody um, you know, in, in Scottish football does week in, week out. You know, the exception is, of course, that you have as, you know, Rangers and the levels they achieved in, in European football um, last season. Yeah, they, they were up against some real, really big opponents and they, they acquitted themselves really, really well. But ultimately, you know, I, I still think that, your bread and butter and, and playing the like say Ross County or Hearts or, or Hibs or whoever it might be, it's, it's where you're going to be judged and it's what you do in those games that's going to actually make the difference as to whether you do get to face some of the big Spanish teams or Italian teams or German teams in European competition come next season. Absolutely. I yeah. and I kind of I disagree with any of that, Stuart, to be honest. <clears throat> but I think... Um, in terms of in, in terms of um, the kind of um, like you know the the kind of Tillmans and things like that, I would I would I was talking to Paul Cesar about this when when we were at the at the Ross County game, and I think you know Rangers would do, would be daft to not pay the five million pound for him, even if he's no happy. Do you know what I mean? Just pay it, get him signed up, and then sell him one for fifty million. That'll do. Thanks very much. <laughs> um, it would be nice. And I was just thinking there, actually, you know, when you were saying about. Um, Tongues hanging out. I wonder if that could be like a, a new VAR check, you know what I mean? For the just just to kind of help <laughs> the tongues outside. Possible tongue hanging out. Aye. Oh, zooming in, like, is his tongue hanging out? Aye, right, get him off. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Um, so 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 moving on then to the um the last wee bit of Rangers news before we preview the old firm. Um three players were rightfully inducted into the into the hall of fame a long time coming um and 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 the week there and those three players if you've been asleep were um james tavernier stephen davis and alan mcgregor um and it's and it's fabulous to obviously get that to get their names up there james tavernier said uh, i've been playing it down but it's such a special moment for myself and i couldn't have been doing what i do every single day without the people who have been supporting me all the way wasp snags and stuart weir and then Alan McGregor <laughs> said, it's a club that I love, so when I'm finished and go to the games, to walk up that marble staircase and see my name there whilst I'm watching the Rangers Air podcast on my phone is something that I'll treasure forever. And Stephen Davis says, there's such a big following from Northern Ireland uh, and all my friends and myself grew up as fans and we emulated the players when growing up and playing in the park. So to be in this position is beyond my wildest dreams and I'd like to thank CJ Novo uh, for the nomination. Um, but I, I mean, what's your, what's your thoughts on on uh, those those three players getting inducted? Uh, I, I think... Oh, sorry, when you, you go, was No, 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 I was... I think... I think uh, well, that's certainly more than I am, but no, I, I think if if you're if you're needing inductees at certain times, um, if it's a the, the the current generation or current crop, and I say I, I use current with a very very small C, so to say, um, you know, McGregor's service for Rangers, you know, um, has been quite fantastic. I know that he, he departed and went via Turkey and Hill City and the lights and eventually came back, but holiday. you cannot, yeah, just a just a, a, a kind of busman's holiday. Somebody gave him a set of gloves and they wanted to try them on, you know, in the local park. Suddenly found it was it was Hull City he was playing for, but you know, I think it was um, be, be, before that as well. If you think, if you think of what he's achieved. He didn't play in Manchester, but he was one of the guys that meant that Rangers got to the final 
Um, and, you know, again, Zenit in Manchester with some of the saves that he made. I mean, I still think I still think the one um, in, in Germany is probably one of the best saves I've ever seen. You know, it, it, it's truly amazing, you know, and, and people say, oh, well, he, 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 he kind of gambled and he was going that way. Absolute bollocks. I mean, it was a save, you know, it was a... a a fantastic reaction save. So for, for what he's done, yeah, much the same as Davis. I think when I always remember when he first signed for Rangers, it was like, is this guy up too much? And then you suddenly realise why this guy was holding down a place in England's, England's top flight for you know for so long and playing international football. And you now understand why he's played seven hundred and forty-seven times for Northern Ireland um, over the. Over the years, uh, he's just a, a, a fantastic player, and it would be impossible to ignore Tavernier, whatever I might think about him defensively, and and, and what I've voiced about him defensively. The goals he's contributed, um, not, not just in, in terms of set pieces, but in, in, in you know, dead ball efforts, but also in open play as well. And the fact that he has actually been the Rangers captain during. What remains a difficult period of time, I think, sets him apart from a, a great many uh, other players from other generations. Hence the reason why I, I never really had a problem with a, a, any of them being inducted into the Hall of Fame. Agreed on all points raised. Wasp, have you got any thoughts? I, I've, I've got no qualms with that, really, mate. Uh, all three of them deserve the service what they've done to Rangers um, Davis and McGregor are two seasons Tav will go down as one of the best signings the club's ever done for the, the money they paid for him you know took a gamble um, was a, a Wigan he came from um, you know like a, a right back through Wigan and it's just you know it's became one of the best pieces of business um, just Apart from his, you know, like Stuart picked up on his defensive, he is, he can be defensively weak, but as the seasons went on, I feel like he's got better and he's actually shown how he become like a proper Rangers captain and he's got stronger and stronger. And, you know, that, that run to Seville where he ended up being like Europa League top goal scorer for a right back is just, it's just mental. Um you know, there's like so many, so many memories that all three of them can provide. Where I, I look back, like McGregor saving Bremen that Stuart picked up on, it's like I unbelievable save Davis. You know, overheat kick against Celtic. He actually scored the winner um, at the first old forum I went to and slid into the net at the Brimlin, which, was, was, and die. Aye. which yeah. was unbelievable. Well, they, um, it was, tears, it was <laughs> unbelievable. And just, you know, Tav, Tav can... Um, the Ulster Open, the, the Ulster, Ulster uh, was it, all covers sliding record. I think, oh. he, I think he actually started sliding about 16 yards out and was still sliding. I don't even the net and, you know, <laughs> contact with the ball. I think he'd still be going to this day. <laughs> it's probably one of the best knee slides I've ever seen as well. You know, it's just brilliant. <laughs> but, but like, um, I wanted Why to actually... The same? <laughs> I wanted to raise a point, actually. I had a quick look um, there. You know, the last kind of... Notable um, inductees was like Stephen Claus, one of one of my all time favourites. Um, Nacho Novo, Fernando Rickson, Lee McCulloch, Davy Weir. But I, I, I was I was kind of like you know kind of surprises me that Lee Wallace has not been inducted. Like I, I know you picked up earlier, Stuart, that Tav has captained us through like a torrid time in the club. You know, like mm. Lee Wallace, he he was like, you know, he stayed, and it's quite surprising he's not there. And Lee McCulloch is, you know, like, I believe like Lee McCulloch deserves that place. But you know, I just want to hear your guys' thoughts, like you know, what Lee Wallace gave up to Rangers. You know, his international career he was one of the best left backs in Scotland for years, and he could have went down south and you know went to. Championship League One and probably earned a lot more money, but you know, it, 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 I was just thinking about this the other day. It's, it's quite baffling that he's no um inducted in that Hall of Fame. 
these kind of things in terms of who is nominated, it's not really an exact science, is it? It's not like you chalk up the goals that they've scored or the appearances they've made or who they've kicked or who they haven't kicked or, you know, it, it's it's like, it's, it's it, people will make their own judgment calls. I, I don't, I really don't have a, a, a problem if somebody said to me that, that Lee Wallace was, you know, one of the nominations for next season or any season in the future, I, I wouldn't have any qualms with that because I, I think the, the points you made there were, you know, salient and, and hugely accurate. He did stick with Rangers at a time when others, if you like, you know, vanished out the door. Um and and, and you know and and also others that vanished out the door and made all kinds of excuses that just weren't even plausible now, never mind at the time, you know. Um and I think I think he should be I think he should be rewarded for that. But it's um I think the whole the whole thing about you know inductees into the, the, the Hall of Fame, there is not a you know, there's not a panel that sits and says, right, we'll do it for the next number of years and then we'll change like two of the panel members to get a different flavour or a different feel from a certain generation and all the rest of it. You know, and it's I'm always a bit wary when you see, you know, Rangers or even other clubs who they um who gets a nomination. I still think there should be I still think it should be guys from, if you like, the dim and distant past who were deserving of uh, a nomination and probably have been overlooked simply because the people that actually watch them, there's not that many people still alive that watch them or have a say or a vote if, if they watch them. So I think you have to properly do your homework uh, on these things to get it right. And ultimately, you'll never get it right because somebody will always say to you, well, this guy should have been ahead of him or, you know, X, Y and Z were better than ABC. But uh, no, I, I think in terms of the kind of immediate history or short-term history, I think Lee Wallace would be one that you would you would need to say, I maybe he's deserving of it. I would I would agree with that, sure. But I think the 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 only thing that that would potentially hold him back from the nominations panel would be that you know that little white piece of paper that nobody's seen inside of that gets passed, and uh, you know mind that time when they got suspended him and Kenny Miller and chucked at the club. All oh, that. Oh, well, maybe I maybe won't. No, because we can't explain why that happened. You know, I mean, it's <clears throat> it's one of those which is which is unfortunate. I think it's an unfortunate uh, black spot on the on the on the Rangers' career that you know shouldn't he be there, in my honest opinion. But I think that would uh, potentially hold back any any kind of nominations um, in that regard. I think. Interesting. Have you ever come across mm. that bit of paper? Aye, well, this is this is the thing. If I, if I ever off, come across it off one line, aye. <laughs> if you speak to, I, I think if you speak to Kenny Miller, it might say something different on the inside. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, more on more on that as it develops. Um, <laughs> But anyway, that uh, gives us a nice segue into this quick word for our sponsors. Please subscribe to the Rangers AF podcast. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling a change. I'm feeling it in the air. So, uh, <laughs> moving swiftly on then, Rangers versus Celtic in the via She'll be embarrassed. Of- You'll be embarrassed with that when you're about 21 and we're still using it. Uh, she'll be wanting the royalties, sure. That's what she'll be wanting. Aye, well, that's, aye, What's aye, all aye. that money you made? What royalties? Aye, all right then. So, I mean, Rangers. Mean smarties. Rangers, <laughs> smarties, I fucking hell. Loads of them. Um, so, Rangers versus Celtic, then the Via Play Cup final. Uh, Rangers' first chance at silverware since 1972. Um, and it's at 1500 hours <laughs> on the 26th of February 2023 oh. at Hamden Park. And that will be live, of course, on Viaplay Sports 1 HD and Rangers TV. How do you see the team lining up for this one, Wasp? Um, I, I, I think he's, he is playing a bit of mind games. Uh, I think, you know, there is certain people fit and he's just like, no want to reveal it but I think the back line will just stay the same I see McGregor staying in goals 
it'd be interesting to see what the midfield is. Uh, but I believe like Tillman, Tillman will be fit. It's a big question mark. Would you put Raskin into this game? But then you know, him and Cantwell. These are the games you want to play in. These are the reasons you got signed by Rangers to perform in these big games. So go and show us what you can do. And like Stuart was saying earlier, if you want to play against these Spanish teams and Italian teams next year when we're in Europe, you need to perform in these big matches. No in Partick Thistle, no in Livingston away against Celtic in the cup final. So um, it'll be interesting. Um, and yeah, I, I, I honestly would, uh, I would play Roof, you know, I would play Roof on the, the right of the, the three Kent and Morel. So that's, that's where I would go. I just, I keep looking back at that Scottish Cup game at Ibrox uh, where Roof basically tore Celtic apart with his movement and scored two cracking goals that day. And I think if we can keep him fit and this is the big if, we just, he, he can do that for us, eh? and it's like, you know, we've got another top goal scorer on the team, so it'll be interesting now. Aye, sure. What's, what's your thoughts on the, on how you might line up? I think you've got to play your... I, I, I think you've got to play your strengths or potential strengths. You know, I, I think given what's hinging in this, this game, the fact that, you know, this isn't a... A game leading to another game. This is the, the the real deal. So you might as well, if you like, gamble and leave everything out in the pitch rather than having any regrets that you know maybe we should have been a bit braver. You know, the, the, the your 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 Tillman um, and the lights. You know, Ken. These kind of guys. You know, in general. Roof as well. These are the kind of guys that are game changers by their very nature and how they play the game and how they approach the game. They're game changers, and and sometimes I think it's the pragmatism gets the better of you know the better of people. If you go way back to to like ninety three, McCoy's breaks his leg. He's got a fantastic partnership with um, Hately, and. McCoy couldn't play in the, the, the final against Aberdeen, who were you know, Rangers' biggest challenges at the time. And Rangers had gone with Haitley and Durant up front. And, and there were people like, they only played one guy up front. But it was only once when you saw how, how they played the game, you realised that Durant was as much of a runner from the middle of the park onto whatever um, went up to Haitley. And also... He also was the, the kind of guy who could actually provide Haitley with, with, with chances as well. And and I think that was that was Rangers playing to their strengths. You know, it'd be very easy for Rangers just to go um four four two again and, and play to a particular form or a formula or a particular formation. But they didn't. It was like I, I would say a bit revolutionary for a, like Walter at that time to actually go with a striker and play like 4 4 one a type thing. But you know, in a couple of seasons later, Walter's playing basically 3-5-1-1, you know, and, and baffling everybody with how he's managed to get all these different players playing different positions. But I, I, I do think this is the time and the place to actually, I'm not saying have a punt or have a gamble, but at least at least believe in yourself and trust in yourself and, and trust your own judgment that you've been, you've been the guy that's actually get out and brought these guys into Rangers so why don't you play them? Exactly. Yep. I That's a great point. And I think if, if, if we look at <clears throat> if we look at the lineup back in uh, back in January, obviously the back line picks itself, but the midfield was uh, Kamara, Lundstrom, uh, Sakala, Tillman and Kent and Morelos up front. I can't, I mean, if, if Lundstrom and uh, Jack are, are both fit, um, I, w- I would probably say that Bill would likely start with, with something like that. Um, and obviously, you know, the formation versus Livingston might be, you know, players that feature um, as subs. <clears throat> um, the only difference being potentially Kamar Roof starting um, over uh, Morelos. I think that would be my thoughts on the lineup. Um, just, just in terms of obviously keeping, keeping, the, you know, keeping the chemistry, but but also, you know, um, going at them from the from 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 the get go, and then and then rotating to keep the tempo high. Um, bringing on Raskin, obviously, in the in the second half, and maybe actually Cantwell would start actually thinking about it. But but that being said, I seem to recall as much as you know, we'd, 
we you know it took a while for us to penetrate. Sakala was was causing them some right problems down that down that uh, right hand side, and I would I would <clears throat> not be surprised to see him starting um, uh, you know over somebody like Tillman potentially. But it's a difficult one. It is a difficult one. But um, what's your what's your score predictions anyway? What's what's your what's your score prediction for the game? Two 0 Two 0 to the famous. Come on, Stuart. Uh, I think I think there will be a goal in it. Uh, I would I would I would actually say, you know, I would say that Rangers should be fired up in, in this one. When you, when you saw, you know, the kind of criticism that was being made from the 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 stands on Saturday about how many trophy trophies Rangers had won over a period of time, I, I think that's actually slightly it was slightly disingenuous. Um, you know, there was a time when Rangers were actually still fighting for survival. You know, and and I, I think people people are still blinkered to that. That there was a, a time for a couple of seasons where McCoy was trying to get a team to win promotion whilst being completely and entirely unsure just what kind of team he was going to be able to put out week, week to week. Um, you know, and and. It, to say that you know they've only won ex, you know two trophies out of thirty-three for those first two three seasons, are you honestly telling me that a team playing at that level in Scotland, or, or you know, were, were ever going to challenge even mediocre teams in the top flight? You're forgetting it. You're forgetting the standards and quality of the players that Rangers had at that time. Yeah, you know, you're talking absolute, you know, piffle garbage. Um, well, I could use a lot of words there, but you know, but you know, they, they really are, and 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 you only need to go back and check the results to, to you know, to see that. Don't get me wrong; I think there were opportunities that Rangers should have done a hell of a lot better. The cup final, you know, Hibs will be having commemorative dinners, um, you know, uh, long into past past our lifetimes probably about that 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 famous or infamous cup win. Which is a game that Rangers sort of won out the park, and you know, it's only if you ever see glimpses of that you actually realise how badly Rangers defended. You know, especially you know, first goal and third goals, especially. No, I, but I will. But you know, so that was one that was missed. The, the other one was the League Cup final, you know, a couple of seasons back against Celtic. You know, it, you know, again, um, I, I'll say, it, you know, time, time and again, it's like the old. The old Pirelli advert, you know, um, power without traction means nothing, and it's and it is exactly you can have all the possession, but if you don't score goals, it counts for absolutely hee haw. And that was a final that you know, I think if you mentioned it to certain players or you know, coaching um, staff at that particular time, they uh, which I did, I, I did, I did have the opportunity to do it to one uh, individual. They are checking their belly button for any kind of us or checking their shoes to see if they're shiny or checking to make sure they've got the right colour and socks on because it's it's one where it, it kind of hurts them, but it hurts them because they should they they know themselves those were winners' medals that they just tossed away. Yep, yeah, that's Indeed. a good point, Shit. Yeah, very very good point. <clears throat> but I think um, I think for me, I mean, Stuart, obviously you're saying. You're saying a single goal. I mean, I would, I, I would hope it's, I would hope it's more than that because I don't know, uh, you know, I don't know how many times. Oh no, all I'm saying, all I'm saying is a, a single. All I'm saying is a single goal. It could end up five four, right? All, right, okay. all I'm saying is <laughs> the, 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 the different. You know, it could, it could end up like ping pong or NBA. You know, it, 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 it really could. But, but I think you know, I, you. Rangers should approach this one and not have any regrets. I am old yep. enough to remember when there was a real you know, death of silverware at, at Rangers and they played in the League Cup final. John Gregg uh, wasn't available. Ronnie McKinnon was a captain and a certain Derek Johnson who, you know, very few people knew, other than he was a he was a laddie who the previous week had scored a couple against Cowden Beef uh, when, when he first appeared in the scene. This sixteen-year-old pup was launched in against um, you know a Celtic team who were still one of the dominant European powers. Let's not kid ourselves there, and and Rangers won that. 
and that was the conviction of having somebody who you honestly believe could make a difference. And I, and I, uh, you know, I've seen it time and time again. There are guys that you you know could make a difference. I, I, I don't want to go into history lessons. Think think back to Rangers playing St Mirren, you know, in the in the League Cup, and they're down to nine men, and in the way that that Walter Smith. Now, you know, if, if Bill becomes anything like Walter Smith, you know, he'll have done well for himself. In fact, if he's 50% as good as Walter Smith, he'll done exceptionally well. But if you think about how Walter Smith approached that, it was like, let's not lose anything here, but knowing that he had to have certain people in certain bits of the park, that if Rangers got the ball, they were going to go in one direction. Okay, one or two of the St. Martin players chucked it and made it easy. You know, didn't they didn't they track back the way they should have done and made it easy? But it's having that again, that far into a game, it's having that bravery and that conviction to actually see it through and go for it. When you get the oppor opportunity, go for it. And I think you know, Rangers start from the off uh, on Sunday. And I think that you know, I think Rangers fans in general would be far happier if their team Went, really went for it and 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 mixed it and and had a, a you know a proper square go so to speak then then playing it and not giving anything away and then hope to hit it in the the the, the break or score a score a late goal. I love that shout in there in the comments. Can't well, will be Bills secret weapon. I was, I was, no, I, I was going to say that. I was going to say that. I was obviously a sun reader because it was in block capitals. Hey, well, uh, hey, yeah, secret weapon. He <laughs> just went out in his back gear and screamed that eh, into the street. I love it. Well That's done, Ali. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Love it, man. I am going to go for. I'm going to go for two one, two one Rangers. I think it's going to be tight. It's going to be very tight because it's basically the same prediction as you. But I'm thinking, you know, it's it's the big pitch of Hamden, which which suits both teams. Um, and I, it's just going to be one of the ones. But hopefully, our fitness doesn't get the better. As you know, I'm expecting if if we win, all the players to kind of be picking up their winners' medals in hospital beds. That's that's what I want. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but um I need any glasses to be honest. I where's that caps lock, Sheila? Um but no listen, um he's only managed only managed to change it to actually type 72 point. It's not <laughs> I, was, uh, if he disappeared on the screen there, is his words flashed across the front is there? <laughs> it's not actually his phone, he's he's picked up somebody else's <laughs> <laughs> But I know I was I was I was just going to say there. Um, obviously, hope 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 we do obviously pick up the cup at the weekend. But I just wanted to um, give a shout out to my pal Simi, who's built a bookcase today. Um, uh, mammoth task, absolute mammoth task. But he he completed it like an absolute champion. And I wish I had the photo now to share with you to show you. But obviously, it would likely be a, a, a GDPR violation. So I can't. I'm just going to keep that in here. <laughs> just going to keep that in here. But, um, People want to see it now. I want to see it. I'm like, wow. Any any final yeah. thoughts for for you guys or any shout outs or anything? Was it MFI or IKEA? <laughs> <laughs> it was IKEA. <laughs> can confirm. Uh, uh, just just in there. So so what did you say? It was a Viacom. Via play, via play. I'm still trying to get my head around it's not the, the skull cup with Satana. <laughs> Premier Sports, mate. Oh, RIP. Oh. Satana. Premier I, Sports got oh. eaten by the Danish. I think it was via play's Danish. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'll be mixed into something with like some sort of Disney Channel or something like that. <laughs> Actually, well, when you, you know, when you log in. When you log in, it's all these like Nordic noir dramas and stuff, and then at the wee bottom, you've got like the Viaplay Cup Rangers Celtic. It's ridiculous, <laughs> but you know, how else would Scottish football want it? Do you know what I mean? You like, might as well be on fucking QVC or something like that. You know, that'll be the next <laughs> one. Just, it just, it just kind of happens on my television. It just kind of happens on my television. I don't even know how it appears. I've got a son that programs it for that kind of thing. You know, it's like, what are we watching today? What do you mean I've got a subscription for this as well? <laughs> Less said about that, the better you have. <laughs> we got him. Uh, I know I exactly. <laughs> but anyway, <clears throat> thanks to everyone. Draw them curtains. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no blindfolds. Put the blindfolds on. They'll no see us. <laughs> um, 
just want to say thanks to everybody that's obviously bared, bared, bored, whatever the word is, with us um, to to watch and tune in tonight and obviously waiting for this podcast. We really appreciate it. And hopefully uh, the next one will be uh, less than a quarter away um, and we'll catch you next time. I've been Snags, he's been Wasp and that dude in there has been your old dad Stuart. We are good night and have a great time. See you later.